All right, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cody, Dad, and Uncle Shin's Hexafels. We got a jam-packed episode for you. And if you listen on Spotify, make sure you watch out for our Spotify pool after this episode. As let's get into our XFL news now. All right, uh, thank you, Cody. Uh, Shane, do we have a sponsor for the news? Yes, we do, Roy. Uh, this segment is sponsored by the Lackawanna Women's Softball Program. Every home game we score 10 runs, the fans get free delivery from Chipotle. <laughs> Use the promo code Roy's Credit Card. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> wow, that will come in handy and save, uh, save me a bundle. All right, well... Listen, so the news, uh, ratings continue to disappoint uh, as week two had a 50% decline in overall viewers from week one. Um, the uh, word on the street is uh, week one had two games on ABC and two games on ESPN. Week two, all four games were on cable. Um, they're attributing some of the decline there. Um, the... the <laughs> The Vegas Vipers. I don't know if you saw that game, uh, Shane or Cody, if you, either you watched it, but uh, the head coach, Rod Woodson, said last October that they'd literally play anywhere because the team hadn't locked in a home yet. He, he said, we'll play on, uh, I can't remember what the freeway is there, and I uh, in, it goes through the heart of Vegas. Anyway, he may be eating those words because the team ended up playing the game uh, last weekend on a, uh, a minor league soccer field that they spray painted the grass green and it rained and poured. It was awful, awful conditions. <laughs> and so uh, I think playing on the freeway might've been an upgrade compared to what they had there. Um, so uh, a little bit of that game. And I, the first thing that jumped out was what the hell are they doing playing on this weird-looking grass. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out, too. <laughs> well, you you spotted it. It was uh, spray-painted. Well, here's, here's how bad. I mean, you have a game that's played in the rain. The two teams combined for four fumbles and two missed field goals and uh, 320 rushing yards. That's the two teams. I think the score was 6-12, to 12, wasn't it, the final? Yeah, just about. I, oh, God. I mean, yeah. Not a lot of action here on that uh, in that situation. Yeah, so. Slipping and falling, I think too. Yeah. So yeah, you called it. Now uh, the XFL and the Under Armour had announced a uh, multi-year partnership. Um, so Under Armour becomes a uh, founding corporate partner of the XFL. So uh, big news there for them. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the. <laughs> Kind of a funny moment, I thought. And here's the XFL versus the NFL. So the Orlando Guardians quarterback, this guy, uh, his name is uh, DeAndre Francois. All right. Um, he's in the huddle trying to call plays. And he's got one of the offensive linemen trying to call plays. In uh, you know, the team had a terrible showing. The Guardians, you know, their home opener, it was awful, right? But this whole interaction was caught on video. You got the offensive lineman going in there trying to audible and make play calls. And the quarterback, 
the 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 signal caller is in there, like tells him basically to shut the f up. I think on camera, but it it, it had those vibes of like uh, you know all the great football movies we've seen in the '90s, you know, in the '80s, where you got some clown that comes in there with some wacky play, and basically that's what the uh, <laughs> what the uh, lineman was trying to do there, but uh, just. That was the that was the one game that I did watch, you know, because I'm trying to follow the Brahmas, right? So yeah. Playing that game, and I, I, you know, that hot mic on in the huddle is awesome. And I caught that; it was so funny. The lineman is trying to call the play as the goal line. You know, he wants to run the annexation of Puerto Rico, or and the quarterback just told him to shut the f up. It was amazing. You know, I that was really really funny. This that this could. Be something though that makes the xfl real you know it really could start bringing that's that's the kind of stuff i think that sells an audience right if that kind of stuff is going on more people want to tune in right because that's hilarious yeah i mean it just kind of was, it was out of the blue when it happened. <laughs> i thought it was so funny because it was just so natural I mean, yeah. I the, the camera catch the quarterback's uh facial expression too when he said you know what you know the lineman is telling him to play. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that kind of wraps up the news so far for the XFL week two. But yeah, that, I, I'm, when it's on, I'll watch it. You know, it's, it, it doesn't quite have the pull that the NFL does for me, but I mean, there's so much new things happening there that I'm interested yeah, I do like the access into the games a little bit. Uh, it feels back the curtain a little bit. In that same game, uh, Roy and Cody, they uh, you know they have to interview the coaches at halftime. Yeah. The Guardians coach, they asked him, you know, coach, you've been outscored, you know, I don't know, like twenty to nothing in the last uh, you know x amount of time or whatever. What kind of changes do you need to do at halftime? And the coach said. We want new players. <laughs> we want players because the ones that are in there aren't playing hard enough. I just thought that was such a great clip. The coach just looks right in the camera and goes, we want new players. <laughs> you know what? I caught a little bit of that. I didn't hear the first part of it, but I, I recall that um, there being some kind of uh, – I guess I, I remember him saying something about the effort and I missed the first part of it when they, when that was said, but now that totally makes sense. Cause that was a, that's a bombshell, but freaking hilarious, right? That's gold. <laughs> All right. Co- local high school team, <laughs> what, uh, what else we got code? All right. Guys. Now we are going to be doing our players to watch for next week as Shane, so since you're San Antonio, Sandy, you have a player to watch for your team? I do have a, I do have a player to watch, um, and I'm going to keep my eye on him the entire year because this is now back-to-back weeks where he has not seen the field. And my player to watch next week is Joel DeBlanco. Inside linebacker from Aberdeen, Washington. I'm keeping my eye on that guy. He's still on the roster, so he's still a player 
at least they're acknowledging, but apparently he can't get on the dang field. So in two weeks, the San Antonio Brahmas will be in Seattle um, playing the, the Sea Dragons, and that's when I think he's going to hopefully he'll get there. He'll make if his team. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have him on the podcast just to see what his week-to-week schedule is when he's <laughs> on the field with the XFL. But he's <laughs> my player to watch. Joel DeBlanco. Do we have a do we have a seg uh, a sponsor for the uh, players to watch segment? We do actually. We oh. have the the GCU Moms Weekend. Oh, featuring campus tours and Bible studies. Oh. But for all of you bad moms out there, <laughs> you can sign up for the VIP experience where you can get actual one on one time with the New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Quality one-on-one time with Zach Wilson can get you in the news, ladies. So don't miss out. (laughs) Love it. All right. Uh, My player to watch, okay, uh, from the Roughnecks is Washington State Coug alum Max Borgie carrying the rock. Borgie was a good running back for the Cougs. You're damn right he was. And uh, he's – I think he's got a couple TDs. Um, he's not getting a ton of yards, but they're mixing it up. I mean, he's catching passes. He's running the ball. Um, I think he's got three touchdowns on the season so far. Uh, I mean, good numbers, two games in. He's a dependable guy, but, uh, you know, hey, Coug alumni, Roughnecks, perfect fit. Cody, what do you got? So I think for mine, so for Seattle, I did Ben DiNucci, oh. which, by the way, he's actually leading in yards right now as QB. He is? Yeah. Wow. Baba Ganucci, huh? Well, yeah. well, that guy just throws the ball whenever. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's picking up. I mean, it's, I mean, some of this stuff, like, I mean, they're going for three a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean he's he's getting a lot of attempts. Uh, how many picks does he have? I think it's only one or two he has. That was from the first game because he didn't have any in the last game. Yeah, he had like two TDs and I think 196 yards. It's pretty disappointing last week. You know Seattle had the lead and was in control of that game with the BattleHawks, and they just kind of. I don't know. The second half, man, that team has not, they've not finished games. Yeah, because I think the Seattle Sea Dragons, I think they're 0 and 2, right? Yeah. Did yeah. They win yet? Nope. Because I think they lost both of those games last minute. You know, this last one I think was, was like the last play of the game, right? Last kick. Pretty yeah. Um, Came down to a missed field goal. Especially at home, right? Nothing like, uh, Deciding that uh, as a group you're going to go to the Sea Dragons game and deal with the cold weather that's been going on, and you watch the entire game, you have too many beers, and then they lose at the very last, you know, kick, and you got to make that long drive home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those that's you go home an angry dragon, right? But that's a whole nother effort. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah. What's the what's the next uh, segment, Cody? All right, as we are going to get into our questions now, as Shane Hurry sponsored by this one. 
Uh, okay, so I'll, uh, I got a kind of a random question uh, for the group. We're going to take it out of the XFL, though. Uh, hold on, hold on. Coming up. Do we um, do we have a sponsor for random for the question segment? We do actually. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me, Roy. Um, <laughs> these people pay good money for being a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Cannot leave them out. Yeah, this one is uh, brought to you by the Scranton College Women's Softball Program. Watch the Scranton University Beat Farmers take on the Lackawanna College Falcons for the Dunder Mifflin Cup. <laughs> this rivalry, the winner gets a Dundee show, to show off in their showcase at the school. Lackawanna has won it three years in a row, but the beet farmers are angry, and they want it back. So thanks to the Scranton College Women's Softball Program, home of the angry beet farmers. The angry beet farmers. That's that's. Uh, hey, you know what? Just before you get to your question, I learned something about the mascot at Laquana. The Elsie. I thought Elsie. You know, this is just a cute name. Elsie. E L S I E. No, Elsie is just L C. Laquana College, of course. Oh, you know, I'm sure some uh, marketing major is uh, taking credit for that thing when they came up with a really good idea. I hope they got an A on that. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Right, you are, Shane. All right. What 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 do you know here? What uh, what is the uh, rapid fire? Yeah, my rapid fire question is to Cody. Uh, Cody, this is not XFL driven. We have a big event coming up for our podcast in uh, early April. And in that big event, someone uh, some of our listeners are going to be getting married. Now, at the marriage, a lot of times there's a bunch of dancing at the very end of the, the evening, sometimes with a few adult beverages mixed in. So there's some uh, confidence fluid flowing around. Cody, who do you think is going to win the dance off? Would it be you or your dad or your mom? Mm, it'd probably be mom. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> Yeah, oh my wow. god. What do you think the go-to move is for your mom to win the dance-off? Ooh. What do you think her go-to move would be? Uh, <laughs> drop it like it's hot. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. I don't know. that. that I don't know what you call those go-to moves. I only have a couple in my own gift bag and it's uh, the nosy neighbor in the shopping cart uh, or the sprinkler, I guess. It could break out the sprinkler. Yeah, I don't, uh, man, I, not nearly enough though. Too, too, uh, too close to call. Well, when we circle up for the, uh, the dance off, I'm sure that everyone's going to have a run at it, but uh, it's tough to beat the sprinkler in a dance off. <laughs> I'll have to look in my book of uh, ordainment recently uh, and see what's permitted, you know, for someone, you know, of my stature. Of course, there's <laughs> got to be some regulations because, you know, men of the cloth never do anything that's outside the rules. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just when you have the badge clipped on or not, but again, I got to read the rules. I, I got to read the book. 
once you take off the lanyard, then all rules <laughs> As long as I don't have to move my truck out of the VIP parking, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, your spot is uh, marked with a gravel with spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of the Universal Life Church. All right, Cody, uh, what uh, you just got to hit direct off the bow. What do you got? All right, so my question is for dad, actually. Uh-oh. It's going to be a little bit off topic, but Man. what did you think of the episode of Jake the Snake Roberts documentary? Oh, we're going back to wrestling. Wow. Oh, man, Jake the Snake Roberts, that documentary, that dude's life story uh, choked me up a little bit. I, I think the first first thought was, uh, wow. Um, but then, you know, it got a little confusing. There's a lot of, uh, good grief. It was trying to, you know, his, oh man, his dad is not a good dude, but, uh, the, uh, and I guess there's a whole nother documentary on, on, on the dark side of the ring. I've told, I heard, I heard this today, actually on the dark side of, there's a whole grizzly, uh, whatchamacallit. Anyway, that said, I mean, there's a point there where trying to do the lineage and the family tree with, you know, Jake's the snake's mom. And then his dad was dating his grandma. I mean, at some point he might've been his own grandpa. I, <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know, if he ever wanted to take the day off of school, he'd sign his own permission. <laughs> but so about these documentaries though, Aren't, you know, there's a recurring theme here. All of these guys that get on TV uh, to date that I've seen all have similar trife in their, you know, the, the when you look at their lives and their families, oh my God, all the families so disconnected, you know, life on the road is, you know, 36 days a month, uh, these guys just, man, when you come to make it in the wrestling business, when you committed to it back then, um, it, there was no life or, you know, outside of wrestling other than the hotel life. There seems to be a lot of uh, substances that are involved mm. to keep them running. And, yeah. Uh, not a lot of money. And yeah, talk about just the odd. I did not know all the curveballs that were going to happen in that documentary. Uh, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but at one point, did he say that he was hooking up with his stepmom because they're yeah. only five years apart? I had to. Uh, yeah, makes sense, but I think it's in there. Right, you are, Shane. Yes, that was also. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, his stepmom. Uh, yikes! Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> That happened, and uh, wow, yeah, there was some uh, powerful stuff there. You know what? I still though, what what I like about this documentary, uh, or any of the documentaries, but this Jake the Snake documentary in particular, I like the way they filmed it. You know, kind of with the black and white, the grayscale um, in his face, you could see into his eyes, and it, it was almost like you're watching him on camera. You know, back in the day. I mean, what, a, I mean, he was a known name, right? I mean, in our heyday, you know, of watching wrestling before the rock 
And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, in the beginning when Hogan and those guys were coming up, Jake the Snake was, uh, you know, he was one of those guys that everybody, you know, knew. And what a camera guy. Yeah, no doubt. And I was telling uh, telling Shell that during that thing when they showed it, uh, the snake biting the macho man, oh. I remember seeing that when it was first filmed. It was one of those Saturday night main event things yeah. or whatever. And I was, I don't know how old I was, 10, 11 years old. I lost my mind. Yeah. I thought, oh my God, that guy just got bit by a huge snake. And you always thought the snake was going to choke anybody out anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put the fangs in him and he was bleeding in the whole thing. Oh, I couldn't God. believe it. My head exploded as a 10-year-old kid watching that. Did you see the footage of the kids at the event live when that happened too? Oh. When they're, I mean, they were terrified. Oh, reaction. <laughs> Those kids were crying and they thought someone just died. <laughs> yeah well that was uh yeah it was good yeah that that's so a lot of things a lot of it, it was uh it was really well done oh good question code all right we get everybody yeah okay what all else all right and now we are going to talk about last week and make our picks as last week me, Shane, and Dad all tied at three, and Ashley got a two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, Dallas was the one Ashley that kind of invited back. She couldn't pick the games properly. Yeah, that's it. The last, the lowest, uh, lowest is out. Uh, so three. We all picked three. Did we all pick the same three, or was uh, was it a combo? It was pretty much a combo. Okay. Because if Houston lost, then you would have gotten a two, and Ashley would have gotten a three. Well, Houston wasn't gonna gonna lose. I mean, <laughs> they're my team, the Roughnecks, and they got Max Borgie. I think we talked about that. <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about the XFL knew that Houston wasn't gonna lose last week. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did make it awkward, though. I mean, it. it it wasn't it wasn't a gimme there for a little bit, but the defense, man, they're I, I mean they're I still think they're they've got to be one of the strongest teams. All right, could what do we got coming up? Uh, oh, before we do our picks for this coming week, um, we should probably uh, do. Do we have any more sponsors? Do we do we have any uh, sponsors for that, Shane? We do. We have one last sponsor for the podcast today, and this is brought to you by, and Cody, this one might be one of your favorite sponsors. I know that you've enjoyed it in the past. Uh, this is brought to you by Grandma's Gravel Brownies. Oh, God. Do you, need, do you need extra crunch in your dessert? We got you covered. Grandma's Gravel Brownies. <laughs> Made to order. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, so Code, what, do we, what games do we got coming up? All right, so for week three, we got Seattle as to be paying a visit to Vegas, as that will be on Saturday. As for me, I'm going to go with Seattle on that one. Dad, who are you going to go with? Okay, so Seattle's going to Vegas. They're going to play on that spray-painted field. Oh, boy. I mean... The Vipers aren't good, right? I mean, we all agree. But the uh, 
man, the, the the Seattle, the Sea Dragons have not been good. I mean, not good enough, I guess. Um, not both halves, anyway. The Vipers are kind of a one score and done, aren't they? I, I think they've got two scores on the season. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going, uh, I'll take Sea Dragons on the road. I think the, uh, the, the real winners of this game are the ones that stayed home and didn't watch it because uh, – Neither one of these teams have won a game this year, so mm. I'm, I'll take the Vipers at home only because of the home team, but boy, I wouldn't like to see the Sea Dragons go 0-3. Oh. Some places, we're talking about the Sea Dragons winning the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, I think the, the over-under of this one is going to be 10 points. It's going to be low-scoring and ugly, but I'll take the Vipers to win. The Sea Dragons have been favored in every game, too, by the way, mm-hmm. and they've lost. All right, what's the next game, Cody? All right, as we'll also be seeing St. Louis of the be paying a visit to D.C., and that game is going to be on Sunday, as Saturday they only have one game. As for me, I'm going to go with D.C. on that one. Okay. This is the opposite of the game we just talked about. These two teams are 2-0. and They're both, Everybody's undefeated in this one, so someone's got to go down. The Battlehawks won two games at the very last second, I think that luck runs out. I think the D.C. defenders are going to win this one uh, going away. I am going to order up a special uh, tray of those gravel brownies to be sent right to Washington and uh, the D.C. defenders uh, and uh, make sure that doesn't happen. I'm going with the Battle Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as we'll also be seeing the San Antonio Brown, oh, wait, sorry, Orlando Guardians at Arlington, as a, also it's going to be on Sunday. It's a triple header they're having. As for me, I'm going to go with Dallas on that one. Well, let's see. It's Dallas. Is that the Renegades? Yes. Arlington. Yeah, I think the Renegades are. are just destined to win. If I, if I wasn't picking my Brahmas, I think the Renegades are, are a good team. I'm taking the Renegades to beat the Guardians. Because, again, what are they guarding? They're not <laughs> guarding anything in Orlando. So I'll take the Renegades. <laughs> Ooh, I also am going to go with the Renegades. I mean, you can't – Yeah, the only teams that lose more – in the state of Texas is the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going with, I'm going with the Renegades. All right. And then the Sunday night game will be the last two teams. That will be the San Antonio Brahmas going against the Houston Roughnecks at Houston. As for me, I went with Houston on that one. Oh, yes. So here we go, Shane. The big face-off. Your Brahmas, my Roughnecks. In Houston? Yes. Oh, boy. You know, uh, if this game, this I mean, this is a rivalry, right? You got Houston against San Antonio, so you got a little Texas connection. And, boy, there are a lot of teams in Texas. Am I right? I mean, yeah. half-man <laughs> league is in Texas. Half, <laughs> half the damn league is right, yes. <laughs> But I mean, I think Roy, you're probably uh, going to pick yours, and I'm probably going to pick mine. 
And now yeah. this one's going to go – this will be interesting. This is the game that I'll watch for sure this week. And, you know, the XFL actually put something out on Twitter, and it might be because of this game because there's some rivalry stuff going on, but they, they're no longer putting lemons in their drinks as they sell them. <laughs> Uh, true story. They actually went out and made a post about it, you know, saying that all these good things about the XFL. And the bottom line says, and no lemons. <laughs> no lemons for the beer snakes. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, look, I'm gotta, I'm gonna ride with the the roughnecks uh, as I as I do. And um, look, I. The Brahmas are not protecting the Alamo here. They're going to Houston. Um, it's not good. It's not going to be good for them. I think uh, – what's the Brahmas' record? Are they one and one? They're one and one. Uh, the one thing to look for on San Antonio that I found, their quarterback and their tight end both played at Notre Dame together. Oh. So and they're they're throwing the ball, they're throwing touchdowns. They they got a connection there. So hmm. I don't know if they drafted it that way, if it was just pure luck. But they got a Notre Dame connection. Okay. Right on. All right, as that will do it for this episode. As make sure you listen to us on Spotify, and if you do listen on Spotify, make sure you take. I mean, make sure you participate in our poll that we have as we will catch you next time on another episode of Cody, Dad, and Uncle Shane's XFL. Right on.